This is Daisenshu EX, the podcast, episode 218 for the week of April 25th, 2010. Welcome to Daisen Shui X. The podcast. An extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. I guess it does make more sense for me to say this. Daisen Shui X. We cover anything. Alright, and everything. Dragon Ball, in hopes of enlightening, and a little bit of entertaining. We're switching it up! Hey, hostess, what's up? Whoa, I'm the hostess with the mostest. You can call me Mary, and this here is my lovable lackey, Mike. <laughs> the coffee totally kicked in for you, that's for damn sure. I have two cups of coffee, yes. Feeling good? I'm feeling great. Feeling ready? Do a podcast? Everything's I feel cool. great. How are you? Okay, uh, so you're not quite the lackey. You actually are the ringleader of this here circus <laughs> that's and right. website. I, I set everything up. I, I'm the one who makes it all happen. That's and I right, take though. all the credit. What credit do you take? None. All right, then. Hey, Mary. Hi, Mike. Get you over there. Uh-huh. You're across from me. I am. And as you can tell by now, this is just a two-person operation on today's episode. We are lacking Mr. Julian, who is still unpacking from his recent move, but hopefully he'll join us soon. Well, I don't know, because he said his stuff is still in storage, but it's also falling apart at the same time. So, we will see what happens with Julian and his ability to broadcast via the internets. That's fine. We've got a pool of um, special guest stars to pull from every. <laughs> once in a while. (laughs) So what do we got on deck for today's episode? What do we got on deck? We got some cool stuff for you. As you heard us mention at the end of last episode, this is going to be a a fun little kind of mini topic episode and then we're taking a a week off next week. So this is going to have to hold you over for at least two weeks, but we got some cool stuff. We are going to do a little mini album review. There's a cover album put out by Shoko Nakagawa recently. Now you've heard her name before here on this show. We're going to tell you all about that. There are two new Dragon Ball cover songs that we are very specifically going to discuss. I think we'll mention a couple other little things on the album that are from the time frame of Dragon Ball. Uh, so that's that's the main topic of the episode, Mary. That's what we got. Sounds good to me. Is we got some housekeeping stuff to take care of, though. Okay. Are you ready for this? I don't know. I, I've already done my housekeeping for the weekend. <laughs> I don't think I can take much more. All right. I'll take care of it here. I already mentioned what's going on with Julian, so hopefully we will see him. What month is it right now? We're going to be heading into May. So Next I- Sunday. A week from today. I know, but we're taking a week off. Right. So, I'm saying in May. Okay. Hopefully, we'll hear from Julian again. A couple of things you might want to check out that are sort of tangentially related to the show here. Uh, I actually have a personal website, VegitoEx.com, that I do uh, blogging on every so often, very, very rarely. Uh, but I do have something you might want to look at. We're talking on the podcast right now, and a year ago, I made a post saying what my workflow was, what kind of equipment I was using. I did an updated version of that with pictures. It was kind of weird. I'm going... I'm showing the internet what my loft looks like, but I think that's okay. Yeah. Right? It's quite stylish. That's right. And nerdy at the same time. <laughs> I know. It's kind of a not entirely representative look at our house, but that's right. You can see pictures of uh, the mic and the boom stand that I got from Jeff, that kind of stuff, how we rock, how we do the show over here. You may be interested in that. The other thing that is more specifically related to Daisen Chewy X, this is going to be the last time I have to mention it here on the podcast. You have a couple more days uh, to enter the contest here. We are giving away Attack of the Science on Nintendo DS, which is being donated courtesy of Goku's Corner, which I believe is the official fan community that Namka Bandai has set up for Dragon Ball games. They're tossing in the game along with a mug. I think it's got Capsule Core logo on it, Capsule Core stuff, Ooh. and a mini scroll with a bunch of blonde people, as I like to say. <laughs> 
and Piccolo. Oh, so, nice. I always love those images. That's right. In fact, I always had a problem with that with my Dragon Ball deck of playing cards I had maybe about 13 years ago. Yeah. It's like every other picture was a bunch of blonde guys and then Piccolo. I know. I know. <laughs> He's the only one who's really relevant at that I, point later I know. in the series. I always steered away from those kinds of wall scrolls, too, when decorating my old room. Yeah. It's like, I need something with a little bit more color. Other than yellow. Yellow and green. No, no, the green was just minimal. It was just a sea of yellow. Anyway, you guys are interested in that. I'm sure you are. We reviewed the game here on the show and on the website. I really enjoyed it. Mary, you didn't play it, though. I don't believe I... No, I guess I would know if I played it. <laughs> I don't no. believe I did. I don't yeah. know. My memory is not what it used to be. I really wish you uh, did play this one because it was totally different. It's not a fighting game. Traditional Japanese RPG. I know. I have no patience. I, I know. But uh, folks, you can win this totally for free. Uh, definitely check out the contest. It's linked off the homepage. All you have to do to win is just send an email. But we are doing that bonus thing where if you come up with a little story, it gets counted as two entries. I've been reading them as they come in. And let me tell you, that first day, I was already laughing at the stuff people came up with. These things never disappoint. No, they never do. When you have people do extra homework. Yeah, people come through for us. I'm very excited about that. We're going to have to pool some ones to read on the show. Oh, absolutely. Next show we do, I will read some of the best. Be sure to remind me, folks, so I, I pull out the best ones. Yay. Entertainment. Um, I guess that's the news and the housekeeping. Well, that wasn't the well, news. No, not the news. That was the housekeeping. I meant the meta news before we head <laughs> to <laughs> the, the real, real news. life news. That's it. You good? Let's do the real news. All right. Let me get you going here. Uh, This is about Funimation and Dragon Box releases, specifically about movies. So Chicago recently had this convention called C2E2, which is the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo, something I've never heard of. That's a great acronym. C2E2? Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. so cute. Uh, I guess Neb's TV was tweeting from the con. I think Funimation had a panel. Funimation's all over the place. They're doing like three cons at the same time. It's kind of crazy to me that they can pull this off, be all over the country. Anyway, what they were saying uh, during the panel was that they're waiting to see how the Dragon Box versions of the TV series sell before committing to releasing the movies. Now, their original press release back from uh, July 2009, when we first learned at Oticon about them having the Dragon Box Masters, says they have, quote, all 13 of its movies. So, thoughts? Do you really think they're looking at how it's going to sell before they commit to it? Or are they just saying this to kind of prop up, hey guys, don't you really want this? Well, show us that you really want it. I think it. it's partly that and also partly um, insurance against themselves. So just got to cover themselves. Mm -hmm. But I think it would be a great opportunity to put this all out because it'll, if they do it like the Japanese version, it'll be the first time ever they're releasing all the movies in one set as opposed to these double features. So Mm -hmm. that's like the one outstanding feature that this would have over previous releases, which I think is pretty cool. I mean, I'm sure at this point everyone has some kind of combination of movies from some release set or another. books. Yeah, and people have their favorites, and if they really like a couple, sometimes they'll pick up those double features. But I have also seen, I mean, this is totally anecdotal, but a lot of people saying, usually on other boards kind of thing, if there was just one giant box in the movies, that's what I would get. And I think a, a lot of the non-hardest of core fans, that's what they really want. Is just that's be able a bargain. To say, let me drop the 50 bucks. I mean, I'm just Little making effort. up a price for it. Yeah, just give me everything at once. I, I agree with you there. So I, I think it would be worth it for them to do it. We know they have the option to do it. So I think it's more of just 
come on, guys. Let's see you put your money where your mouth is. But that's it. Mary, let's uh, move on. Tell me a little bit. I know it's video game stuff, but it's Give me the video game stuff? I would have loved that first story. (laughs) You can handle this one. Okay, I can handle this. So, got some details about Origins 2. Namco Bandai's latest release about the game confirms the price, but no date just yet. Using the original Japanese cover art with the obvious exception of the name change. uh, That's an image that we've got up on the site. Yep. So, yay. It's kind of a rare feat. Yeah, uh, coming out in two months. They did just put out um, for press a couple new game videos for the the game, I guess you would say. I watched them. I can't tell what the language or voices the character if it's Japanese or English I think it's dubbed but it's so much of just the kind of grunting and ki mm, I, stuff. Wouldn't, I wouldn't overthink it I, I think it's English voices which is I guess strange because attack of the science was Japanese voice cast only that was a DS game that Namco Bandai put out but origins which was Dragon Ball DS when it came out from Atari a bit ago they did dub it so now origins 2 over with a different company what are they gonna do with well, the things voices? are different nowadays so all bets are off. I think it's going to be English voices. It's a portable game. I'll probably just turn off the audio anyway. But that's it for uh, Origins 2. I'll do one last video game thing for you. Tag Versus, which we know is the new PSP game coming out. Can I ask something before you get started? Sure. So it's end of April. How many video games does this make for the year? I'm just trying to correlate this to my 2010 predictions from gotcha. a couple months ago. Gotcha. I want to see who's closest without I, going over. I think you stuck with four releases again for the year. This is two. It's or- Origins Dragon Ball DS2 and Tag Versus. Wait, so it's three? No. Origins 2 is Dragon Ball okay, DS2. Well, pick one name and stick with it. You're <laughs> confusing me. Okay. So, so we two. know two. All right. I'm on course. Mm-hmm. Two for the first half of the year, and I predict two for the second half of the year. And there were those quotes. I think it was from Sean Schemmel that we were mentioning, a Facebook quote about, oh, going in to record two Dragon Ball games. Don't even know which ones they are. are these related? The PSP one, probably, because the PSP games have had dual language audio tracks. But So Tag Versus, the official Japanese website has gone live. Nothing interesting there, just some promo shots. Although there are, have been a couple new scans over the last couple days showing a couple more characters, but all just generic stuff, like Gohan from the Boo arc, um, Majin Vegeta, Super Saiyan Trunks. So nothing truly interesting just yet. Although it does sound like there's a two-on-two versus action, which is pretty neat. Mary, that is it for news. Not too shabby. It's been a pretty slow week. You call that slow? Well... Two video game pieces of news? Yeah, but they're kind of like, oh, it exists. That's news, right? Yeah, I guess. It's not quite so... Heavy hitting, and I like that. Uh, Not every single week needs to be, oh my god, this crazy new release that was announced. We go through phases, year in, year out, decade in, decade out. It's freaking 2010. I know. We got news. This is insane. (laughs) All right, let's go talk about Dare I Call Her Shokotan. Hey, Mary. Yes, my good sir? Shoko Nakagawa. Eats cats. <laughs> you blew it Sorry, already. Sorry, um, am I doing like word association? That's what <laughs> I thought this was. She's an idol and all that other jazz. She's kind of the epitome of the everything Japanese. Everything you hate. Every- Sorry, I'm doing more word association. Absolutely everything I hate about otaku culture in Japan. She's 25 years old, so she's a little bit younger than we are, but she's also not a spring chicken either. She's not. That's like an old maid in like Japanese fanboy eyes. I know. Shokunakagawa is known for cosplay, and as you've already ruined for us, spoilers, putting cats in her mouth. 
I've seen the photos. I have nightmares. She's uh, she's sung a couple notable anime themes. Yes, uh, she did. Um, the Gurren Lagann. Yeah, thing. I like that song. Uh, it's okay stuff. Uh, over the last couple of years, she's also been putting out some cover albums. The first two were five-song EPs. Now, we actually covered the first one here on the show and on the website because its lead single was a cover of Romantiku Ageruyo, which was the closing theme to the Dragon Ball TV series. We even ended up doing a top five list of the top five covers of that song. There was this weird series. It's too many. There was her, there was Hitomi Kitamura, there was that Sherry awful, terrible thing. There was Inazuma Challenger. So that was kind of a self-cover. Anyway, there was just a lot of stuff. So we've talked about Shoko Nakagawa on the show before. Here we are with her most recent one. It's actually a full album. It's not just five songs. There's a bunch of stuff on here. And it includes a cover of Dette Koi Tobikiri Zenkai Power. Or as we like to just call Zenkai, Zenkai Power. Power. That's right. It's the first DBZ closing theme TV series. Also a closing theme to movie one. There's a special edition version of the disc as well that includes a couple extra TV size versions of songs. One of which is Dan Dan Kokoro Hikare Teku. Or Bit by Bit I'm Falling Under Your Spell, Your Charm. The Dragon Ball GT opening theme is also the closing theme to the 10th anniversary movie. This is a, an interesting style of release where the regular edition is the disc and a DVD. Both the regular and the special edition come with a DVD, but it's a special edition that comes with the extra bonus tracks, and all the bonus tracks are just TV size versions, most of which are not prior on the disc. Like there's a couple where she did a full length version, and then the bonus has a, a TV size version. But we have this Don Don cover, we have the two Sailor Moon opening themes that are TV size on the bonus edition. Kind of interesting style for a release. Before we get into the content of this particular album, Mary, I already mentioned it before we started recording. I always toss things back to what I'm looking for in a cover and or a remix of anime You're very songs. specific and very picky. Yeah. I'm not quite as picky and close-minded as you. <laughs> <laughs> well, something has destroyed me for life. Now, we should say this is a cover album and not a remix album, but I do think they can cross over occasionally. The one I always toss back to is something called Anime Tunes, which came out here in the U.S., and I had totally forgotten who done the vocals, and it killed me when I read this. It was Kikuko Inoue who did the uh, vocal performances on this disc. That's an example of everything that's awful about these anime song re-releases, whether they're covers or remixes, where it's just this terrible backing track and this uninspired vocal performance over top. We saw this with the Hitomi Kitamura cover of uh, Romantic Uigario, especially with the Sherry cover. Here we are with Shoka Nakagawa. Does this fall in line with the completely uninspired? Then you talk about covers. Is it where it's just too close to the original? Where why would you even bother listening to the cover since it's so close? Give me, give me just your raw thoughts. Is it worth listening to? Yes. All right. Those are my raw thoughts. <laughs> just a simple one-word answer. Yes. Let's dive a little closer then, as we do have two cover versions here. Zenkai Power. This is really why you would pick it up because it's a full-length version of it. What do you think about her cover here? Knowing what kind of I hesitate to say what kind of fan she is because it's up in the air whether it's all a charade or whether she's really this crazy heavy otaku supposedly she is i really like the vocal performance on this one i feel like i actually understand the lyrics more mm -hmm. in this version as opposed to the original which well, is almost sung in like this weird fake cutesy voice uh-huh and this is like a legitimate which fits her well i know but this isn't right compared to the original i mm -hmm. felt like this was a like a mature singing style almost just compared to the original mm -hmm. i mean which is very cutesy wootsy it reminded me in that respect a lot of her cover of romantic where it's it is still kind of tossing back to that I'm a cute Japanese girl 
or woman or lady because we all pretend we're 17 years old. But it did have a little bit of an edge of like a mature reminiscence to it at mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah. I guess is it. I agree. What's your take? Well, let me mention the beginning of the song because the beginning is just that completely unintelligible, just nonsense. And I love how that's totally, it's different nonsense in here because who the hell could understand what was being said at the beginning of the original version? I do like the song. I think she nails the little intricacies of the performance, but there's enough of her own voice in the song to make it a nice cover where it's not just the exact same damn song. That's what I like about cover versions where they put their own little twist, but still respect the original version enough. Yeah, it wasn't like blasphemous or anything. It was good. Well, it's close with Shoka Nakagawa. Maybe more so with some of the other songs on this release, but I guess we'll mention that. I feel like I don't have a whole lot to say about it. No, I mean, it's just good. It's just a pretty solid cover of the song, and especially a song that we don't get extra versions of. Mm -hmm. Zenkai Power, we've had a remix on an old hit song collection. I think that's maybe why I liked it and am more accepting of it is because Mm -hmm. we haven't had much in the way of covers lately for this song. Right. Not like an oversaturation like Romantic Guagario, where it's just over the top one after another, I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. This is, oh, I haven't heard this in a while. That's cool. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Keep it modern, fresh. over to the TV size version of Don Don. Again, this is when you have to get that special edition just to even get this TV size version. Let me give you a little back history on the song. Yeah, it was originally performed by Field of View, sure, for GT and the anniversary movie. The song was actually written by Izumi Sakai, who is Zard, who recently passed away. She did kind of her own self-cover of the song back then in 1996 on her album Today is Another Day. Now, Mary, I, I know you've heard this version of the song before. Right. It's interesting to hear the Field of View version, which is, I guess, the original version Mm -hmm. with male performance versus... Zard's version, which is female performances, it kind of gives you a different mood to the song. And that being the case, I found Shogo Nakagawa's version very reminiscent of the Zard one, if Absolutely. only because you know it was a female vocal. Mm-hmm. I liked it, and I feel this is where it's we're verging on the blasphemous because Zard is so well known, and she recently passed away. And it's like, do you really want to? Wasn't that recent? Well, it was what a year or two ago. I thought it was like three years ago. It could be. I mean, internet time Who makes knows? it feel like forever ago. But I, I thought it was a, a nice cover of the song very respectful and it just gave you that mood it was a little more cheery in the kind of cutesy japanese way not that the song is originally japanese but i I just felt more of a even more of a smile along with her version of the song which is good yeah i was just as impressed by this one as i was with the zenkai power one Mm -hmm. i think they're both pretty solid covers and they didn't make me cringe in any kind of way which i was shocked about it's very easy for me a little tougher for you but i I know it can happen what just cringing cringing And 
I will say, it somewhat pains me internally to be saying, yeah, the Shokunakagawa cover, not so bad. <laughs> just, I think what you have to do is just separate yeah. your feelings about her as, the a, music as an existence. Yeah. To, yeah, exactly. Just think about it as the songs themselves and they stand alone by themselves. Not, yeah, totally. Try not to look at the album art. Try not to look at the pictures. Right. Try not to think about everything you hate. Just think about the song. I know. And the nostalgia. As a music critic, you have to pull it back to the music itself rather than the persona and everything surrounding it. Mary, the album art is kind of creepy. Yeah, it is a little weird. Shokotan, she's got all her cat stuff going on. It's... It's a little weird. That's the only negative thing I can really say about it is that when I was summing through the pamphlet, like just all the photos are so incredibly phony, I just wanted to gag myself. You want to slap her, don't you? Oh, God, I would love to bitch slap someone. <laughs> Specifically, Shokunakagawa. No, I, I wouldn't go to Japan. It's going to end that. up on the Japanese news. No. American woman wants to bitch slap Shokunakagawa. No, no, I, you're putting words in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> words I want to hear you say. No. Because I can't say it, because then that would be sexist and. <sighs> Can we edit this? No, no. All right. Oh, my God. When I don't I w- want the authorities getting me. What I wanted to talk about, very briefly, some of the other songs on this. There are some that are more current things I've never heard of before. But what I like about Shoka Nakagawa and her cover albums is that a lot of it's a tossback. I mean, she's a couple years younger than us to stuff that we know. So we have Give a Reason on here from Slayers. Yeah. We have Sobakasu from Kenshin. We've got the first Yu Yu Hakusho closing theme. We've got the Fushi Yugi closing theme what? on here. You did play me any of this i absolutely did i would have remembered sobakasu and the fushigi yugi ending theme. i absolutely played well and i must have been doing something else you must have been i did play the two sailor moon versions. yes you did remember those and then i did a little aerobics thing to the slayers <laughs> here's where I, I think you even brought up a little bit of that oh that's kind of blasphemous anyone trying to do a megumi hashibara song she's got her own delivery in the songs and it is a little weird to hear someone trying to do megumi hashibara that? yeah you did i don't picture me saying you that. sure did okay I, I guess the reason i would say that is because megumi hashibara was you know an idol in her own right yeah and she's still kind of a singer sort of i guess they kind of brought her back with slayers right mm-hmm. see i i really liked she's revisiting kenshin again because she did uh one half on i think number two that was the lead single off of that so she's revisiting a lot of anime and songs that I know and like, so I'm kind of going, wow, I, I don't really mind having these series of Shoka Nakagawa CDs in my collection. Especially because it's songs from shows that we watched Yeah, growing up. It helps. I think if you're a 90s anime fan, you're going to find a lot of stuff on here that you can really sink your teeth into. Hopefully not a cat head like Crazy Woman. <laughs> Ah, uh, and on that note... <laughs> on that note, let's turn it over. There's someone missing here, and that is Julian. CD came out in Japan. Julian's in Japan. We have to know what he thinks about it. Let me read you Julian's thoughts here. The songs are all right, but it seems to me that she's trying to adhere too closely to the songs as originally performed. Because of that, we end up having to compare her performance directly to the originals. And in this respect, I think her voice doesn't really hold up as well as it might. The covers aren't bad by any means, but in my opinion, opinion, they're not really interesting enough to merit a purchase unless you're a fan of Shokotan herself. I understand that. Mm -hmm. I do think that the songs don't completely diverge into their own direction, but I think they're good enough that it doesn't need to to totally separate itself. But I I totally get where Julian's coming from. Got some differing opinions, but that's all right. Yuppers. Mary, that's about it. That's really all we have to say about it. Should you 
purchase it for two Dragon Ball songs? I don't I mean, know. Again, like Julian says, maybe unless you're a fan of Shokutan herself. Although, like we were saying before, there's enough other good covers of other songs from right. 90s anime that if you're into that stuff, the whole purchase might be worth it to you. Yeah, yeah. All right, so this came out on March 10th of this year, so it's pretty recent. There's the two versions. There's the regular edition, which does come with a DVD, which I haven't even popped in yet. Don't know if I'm going to. That one's 2,800 yen, but that does not include the TV versions of those couple songs like the Sailor Moon theme and the GT opening. That special edition, which also does come with the DVD, that's the one with these extra TV size versions. That one's 3,500 yen. And they're a couple bucks off in all the usual places like CD Japan, Amazon Japan, and all that jazz. Worth it? Worth checking out? I'm going to have to give the other stuff another listen since clearly I don't remember you playing me Kenshin and Fushigi Yugi music. I'm shocked. But yeah. I liked the Slayers and Sailor Moon stuff enough that I would listen to it again. Mm-hmm. It's worth, I think it's worth, if you're the kind of fans that we are, where you're 90s anime fan, you enjoy the theme songs, it's worth tossing into your collection. I guess, as you would say, if you're ordering something else on those other sites, you know, throw this in your basket to make yeah, it sure. worth the shipping costs. Well, I don't know, because this is more substantial. This one's, you're, you're talking 35 bucks for the special edition CD. So it is probably it's kind of hefty in its own right. the main item that you're ordering. So if you're ordering this, might as well toss in one of those prior CD singles for something else that you might have been hanging up on. That's it, Mary. Cool. That's a topic. Let's talk about, oh geez, it's the end of April. Couple releases here. Since the episode is coming out at the end of the month and then we're going to take a week off, we will do the end of April and then uh, I guess the first week of May. Let me get going here. April 30th, over in Japan, TV version anime comics Dragon Ball Z Majin Buu Gekito Hen, or Battle Arc Volume 4. This is the redundantly redundant anime manga, 730 yen from Shueisha. Also that same day, way the hell over in Germany, Kaze is putting out Dragon Ball Z DVD Box 3. This is their release based on the French video transfer, so not all that great, but hey, it's a box of Z. TV episodes 75 through 107. Uh, MSRP is 66.99 euros. It looks like Amazon Jury. Germany has knocked it down to $52.99 if you order it there. Mary, take it on over to May 4th, a Tuesday. All right, we've got three solid things coming out this day. First up is Viz Kids Chapter Book Volume 8. Did you read ahead before you said three solid things? Because Viz Kids Chapter Book. It's not quite so, it's it's like semi-solid. All right. <laughs> Maybe not even that much. Anyway, from Viz, this thing is 80 pages and it's called Fight to the Finish. It's a meager $4.99 uh, on Amazon and probably other retailers as well. A bit more hefty, in fact, probably big release for this, this day. This is the big thing of the day. I got Dr- Dragon Box Z Volume 3. This is the American DBZ Dragon Box that we love so much from Funimation. It's uh, episodes 85 through 126. MSRP is $59.98. And here are the pre-order prices. Amazon, $53.99. Right Stuff, $44.99. Target, we don't know. <laughs> I'm just reading your notes. There's That's a question fine. mark by There's Target. There's a question mark. There's another thing that day. I mean, not quite as great, but it's good to see a continued release of it. Dragon Ball Season 4, also from Funimation. This covers is Dragon Ball episodes 93 through 122. It's 49.98 MSRP. Pre-order price on Amazon is 44.99 and 29.99 from Right Stuff. Good God. Yeah, and people are already getting in their orders. I read Dragon Ball season four and Dragon Box three. So Right Stuff. Wow. All Good right. Times. 
May 5th, the last thing we'll cover here. Over in Spain, we've been talking about their Z releases. They got movie releases. Here we go. Dragon Ball GT Box 1 R2 PAL release. It's going to be eight discs covering TV episodes 1 through 32. So it seems like they're breaking it up into two boxes, which is probably the best way to handle GT. Just a solid breakdown the middle, 32 episodes. It's got Japanese, Castilian, and Catalan languages. We've got your Castilian Spanish subtitles. I don't see a price anywhere just yet, so we'll follow up with that but details cover art all that stuff zona let's go down and do a couple emails here Mary, why don't you get us going with the emails here from Dylan. All right, Dylan writes, Hey, DizeyX crew, I'm Dylan, a.k.a. Dragon Dial on the forum and Cartoon Boy back in the early days of the podcast. Well, I actually do remember the name Cartoon, Cartoon Boy, Boy from early episodes. It's a cute name. I have a question about the two DBZ anime filler arcs, the Garlic Jr. arc and the Anonyoichi Budokai arc. I've been wondering about their existence in the first place for quite some time. Why were they created? Was the manga taking a break? Did Toei go too far in the anime and had to slow down a bit? Or was there just some time to kill in the story. Thanks in advance and keep up the awesome work on the podcast. I love this stuff and have been listening since the very beginning. Smiley face. So Mike dove in to some dates and info. Oh my gosh. Stop being date boy. <laughs> Let me give you some hard cold stone solid. Cold stone? I would love Cold stone some. ice cream fact. Yes. The Garlic Jr. arc begins with uh, Dragon Ball Z TV episode 108. That aired on September 18th, 1991. God, it was like 19 years ago almost. Yes, Mary. Ah! So at this point over in Weekly Jump, which is where the series was debuting on a weekly basis, we were just heading into the Dr. Garrow stuff, which was approximately one Tonkobone ahead of Trunks' appearance. So they're not too far ahead of where the story was. But it was getting... I guess a little bit too close for comfort. So it was a means of adding a little buffer space, nine weeks worth of content to populate itself in the manga. Let me keep going here and you'll be able to see, we'll talk about Anioichi right now. That began with TV episode 195 on July 28th, 1993. At this point over in Weekly Jump, we were just heading into the great Saiyaman stuff. Again, only approximately one Tonkobone ahead of where the Cell game would be. So still kind of cutting it a little close, maybe not terrible, but let me give you another example. For a bit of comparison, the end of the Saiyajin arc was TV episode 35. That was on January 31st, 1990. At this point over in Weekly Jump, we're looking at Frieza Zarbon Dodoria first being introduced, which was more than a full Tonko bone, like one and a half ahead. Huh, so I guess that extra half really makes a difference. It does. I mean, you look at the schedule for when the episodes were airing, there wasn't anything totally different. I mean, they're, it's a weekly series, but they do occasionally take a week off, maybe a big baseball game or something like that but the times before these two filler arcs weren't there weren't any crazy anomalies that made it any different it did just seem to be that these were logical places especially after the end of the cell game where we had a time skip coming up yeah where we're getting a little too close toriyama's clearly making shit up as he goes (laughs) after the cell arc so they're like let's probably give ourselves a little buffer room. So it did seem in those two cases where they got one Tonkobo and a little too close, give it a couple extra chapters But of I still think room. those were good places to put those arcs. I mean, yeah, if they yeah, had totally. to do something with filler, those are very appropriate because of what you said about the time skips. So it's a little less, it makes it more plausible having it at these places. 
Right, rather than in the middle of some other pre-existing story arc. Mm-hmm. In the middle, we've got years in between stuff. Good time to do it. Of course, it's interesting now with Kai, where we're totally jumping over the Garlic Jr. arc, since it was something entirely new created for the TV series. There is a pretty good way to just chop it out and not miss anything. So it works well in reverse, I suppose, as well. I'm going to read you another email here from Own A, another name we've heard on the show before. Hey, guys, just wanted to follow up on an email. This is going to be a funny email because it's an email where we're going to say, yeah, you're right and then not actually do it, that you ran on episode 67 of the podcast way back when, 2007. In that episode, I suggested that you guys should do a voice analysis of Majin Buu, similar to what you did for Cell a few episodes ago, and freeze it even earlier, to which you agreed that it was a good idea and that you guys should do it. I have been waiting patiently for that episode ever since, but it hasn't come. While I have forgotten reminding you of this out of fear of sounding like a nag, I worry that you guys have forgotten about it. This is something I still would very much like to see, since Buu's voice changes even more between forms than freezes and cells does. So I'm just reminding you, you still have a topic idea you can use. I, I don't know, Mike, if you've forgotten or not. It is still on my master list. So no my worries. Th- my theory then is that you find it too daunting to actually get, <laughs> get set up. <laughs> that is because part- you'd have to record all the voice samples, have me and Julian or whoever the special guest right, is, right. listen to them, and then form opinions about all of them. We, I mean, we it's obviously, more than just three forms. Right. We obviously remember you know, how everything sounds and all that, but I uh, do... Speak for yourself. Well, all right. But I do do all the prep work of ripping a whole bunch of sound samples and... You know, we have Julian Romanize out what the actual thing dialogue is. We compare the different forms of the speech versus the others. Frieza, I know a little better than I do Boo. I, I don't remember last time I watched anything from the Boo arc, so I think that one is a little more daunting. One, I will say it is on my master list of topic ideas. No worries. It is something we will revisit. Well, not revisit. Well, I guess villains' voices. That's revisiting. Something we're getting to in the future. Mary, we have one last email. This is something I mentioned to you earlier. This is to my personal email address, but I figured we'd throw it on the show just to remind people what the hell this show is. You ready? Comes to us from Name Withheld. They actually said that in the email. I'm not withholding it. I totally tell you what the person's name is, but they didn't have it. This is in all caps, so I guess I should shout. Please send me Gamsharan Niko through email, please. I'm looking so freaking hard for this song. Frown. We are very, very self-righteous on this show. Very. I love it. I love being self-righteous. We pay for our goddamn stuff. We expect all of our listeners and visitors to do the same thing. Even if it's unrealistic. Is it? I mean, this is off of a CD single. You're talking 12 bucks. Sure, you gotta pay for the shipping. If you're the kind of fan that's listening to the Daizen Shui X podcast and visiting the site, you probably have an idea of what we're all about, and I have a really hard time dealing with these types of fans. They're just totally self-serving, greedy. Just send me MP3s, man. Fuck off. Your expectations are really high, but I agree with you. That's all I gotta say about it. You want stuff, you pay for it. We... (laughs) Back in my day, we fought so goddamn hard to get a DVD release. So we're kind of, what's the opposite of jaded? Almost this crazy bright-eyed optimism now, where it's, I can't believe we're getting stuff. Let's all buy everything. So I have a hard time reverting back to the, it's the wild west of the internet. Just send me shit for no reason. I don't know. Self-righteous is a great way to describe it. We are totally self-aware of it, and we revel in it at the same time. So folks, don't send me emails saying, send me MP3 really not so much kids Mary people have questions comments non-requests and now hate mail and now hate mail fuck you send me my music (laughs) I deserve it because I exist on the internet 
Yes, existing on the internet can take place by sending an email to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shush, I'm saying an email address. Podcast at DiceX.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X.com. You can also find us on the social networking sites of the day at Twitter at DiceX and on Facebook as Facebook.com slash DiceX. I gotta say, the Facebook page, we're closing in on 600 fans on that right now. Pshaw. What do you pshaw? For a little dinky site and show about a Japanese cartoon from 20 years ago. I guess that's all right. Not too shabby. I'm just reveling in my Facebook at work is doing really, really well. Yeah, I know. We're getting like 100 new fans a week. Yeah, you know what? Fine. You can dedicate full-time employees to that. This you is practically just, do. This is just me being like, hey guys, you like monkeys punching each other? Follow us <laughs> on Facebook and Twitter. Yay! Awesome. And I'll post up pictures of things. Like monkeys. Like monkeys hitting each other. Preferably without feces you're just hoping all right so that's where you can find us folks we are going to see you probably in two weeks definitely not next week i get a video deadline to do for work for next weekend and then a work function so i'm going to be busy and stressed out of my mind and i do not want to talk to you next week i will see you I'll talk to you. Okay, cool. Uh, We'll probably see you in two weeks. That's what I'm shooting for. I have no idea what the topic's going to be because two weeks is a little too far ahead of time for me right now. We'll we'll come back to it. In the future. May is going to be an interesting month. Kai is getting a domestic release. Dragon Box is continuing their releases over here. Japan's getting tons of crazy stuff. There's more figures and t-shirts ever before. Still waiting for that Freezes Force more than line one to come out so I can get my a pool. Very much looking forward to that. He'll have a front row seat here in the podcast recording area. Damn straight he will. Except in May, we'll be busy too. That's right. We got video busy other stuff the entire to do. rest of the year. Not I've... just videos. We got weddings and yes. trips and vacations. And, yeah. and lots more ignoring the show at key points during the year. And Oticon as well. That's what I'm referring to. Okay. Partially. Good times are coming up ahead. Seal and Calm are going to this year, I think. Uh-huh. All right. So hopefully we'll have fun things to do there. Mary. Mike. I got to plug a couple things. I did the personal blog earlier, vegetoex.com slash blog. You can read some stuff over there. I do have some Dragon Ball related things about the site, about the just series in general. So maybe that interests you. Fiji Cavos has some things. Uh, Andrew wrote up is a couple months back, but Silent Hill review. I've got something about Rocket Knight Adventures over there. So if you're, if you like video games, you can read some things over there. Low Fidelity, Jeff and I put up an episode talking about Titus Andronicus. Uh, next episode, we're going to be talking about... Um, no, we're doing, we're our doing rec- a record, record exchange. exchange. That's right. So we're talking about two albums. That'll be fun. That's it. That's all I got to plug. So Mary, you want to plug anything? Um, Yeah, I'll plug the site that I had. In fact, I had a dream about it last night. This should have been in housekeeping all right. or just general stuff. I had a dream last night about old school DBZ webmasters. I was there and you were there. And Caster and you- was there and Mr. E was there. Except we weren't face to face. It was just, I was looking at the sites and somehow we were chatting and then i was looking at my site hits you were having a dream about this shut up it's not like i wanted it that's both quaint and sad it is i'm not thrilled about it (laughs) (laughs) i'm disturbed that my brain can go in these directions when i'm sleeping but yeah yeah in any case i was reminded of my olden days on the internet and i guess even after all this time i'm still proud of my site yeah yeah even though i don't update it but you can find it at www.templeotrunks.com that's temple trunks i gotta say 16 year old fangirl that's hidden deep inside you somewhere trunks is coming up on kai in like two weeks now. i'm gonna start watching again i will if only for a little bit i want to see how his performance is yeah in fact i want to make that a little mini segment review oh jeez on the show <laughs> mary's, like, review mary's got reaction to, to new school trunks there we go 
All right. So we'll see you in two weeks, probably. Uh, I will certainly be there because I live here. Very true. Julian, hopefully we'll see him. He's He's got busy things going on. Like, Hey, no you know one. what? We should not you know, pin anything on him. Absolutely because not. A year, ago, like. a year ago to the day is when we moved into this new facility. This facility. So <laughs> I know what it was like to unpack for several, Our several days. Our current office building here at Daizenshu EX headquarters. Have I told you that I've seen a bunch of Google search results for people looking for Daizenshu? EX headquarters. No way. Like, what the fuck are you looking for? Headquarters of what? It's my house. Sometimes we drive by these, like, little strip malls with, you know... Office buildings and stuff. Like, <laughs> that's 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 some space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm gonna hire a staff for that. That's, well... Doing, I don't know what. <laughs> doing all my you work. can't make from. this a full-time job. Alright, we're totally done. So, for Mary here... Bye-bye. For Julian and myself, he's off in Japan. I'm here in New Jersey. www.daizex.com all these fine folks. My name is Mike Vegito EX. I'll see you in, let's say, two weeks. Thanks for listening to our episode here at Dai Zenshu EX. We will see you again next time on the show. 